generally speaking, about the church. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to About the Church. Cliff Ravenscraft here. And DG Hollums over here. Over here, (laughs) broadcasting live to the world here at the GSPN.TV World Headquarters studio in Hebron, Kentucky. So, DG, I am so excited to be back, my friend. Dude, I'm really excited to be back. It's been, what, two weeks since we actually were physically here? For, For you and I, it has been two weeks since the most recent episode of about the church exactly and uh i am i'm pumped i'm pumped about this show because um what really has been on my mind and on my heart is that this was the missing piece in the puzzle for for i, I believe what we're doing here through gspn.tv sure uh and and what's cool is because I, i've always taken this approach to what, what is the scripture where paul talks about being all pe- all things to all people so that in some case in many cases that you might win some or whatever that right. yeah something like that so um, it, or, I'm not going to go there anyway. So that that's really what I have adopted as my lifestyle. I just want to try to be all things to all people without without compromising a, without ever me. compromising what what my principles and values are. Sure. And um, at the same time, what I I, I love the whole idea of um, oh Philippians two fourteen. Um, always be prepared to have a reason for the hope that you have. But do so with gentleness and respect. And so, and and sometimes I think uh, we as Christians we lack gentleness when we share our faith with people. Oh, not just sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people that it's all the time. You know, right. sadly, horribly sadly. But I know yeah. a lot of other people that are so sweet, nice, and they can handle it. You know, they they respect others and yes, yeah, so, love them. So, so exactly. So there, there's the gentleness aspect of sharing your faith, but there's also the respect. You know, it, you know what's amazing to me is that God respects people's decision to not be a Christian more than we do sometimes. Uh, of course, He does. Yeah. And so, and so, you know, I, we can get into free will today. We can. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I know you're not a Calvinist, so we could definitely talk about that. Oh yeah. Definitely. Not that we have anything against our Calvinist brothers and sisters no, no, in Christ. No, 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 no. So, uh, but anyway, I, I don't know if we'll go down that road today. But uh, you know, hey, this show is all about generally speaking. Exactly. About the church. So we never know where we're going with the show. That's the, that's the beauty of it. That's right. We're, we're flying by the seat of our pants. Flying by the seat of our pants. Uh, we would love to say we're being led by the Holy Spirit, but, you know, uh, that would be a little too pious for me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, God works despite us a lot of times. That's, At least in my life, it's a large part of despite me. <laughs> there you go. And and we're just hoping that God doesn't do things to spite us, but uh, no. for what we've done or said, it's not a, a smiting. Uh, it's I not smite. a smiting thing. It's despite us. Exactly. <laughs> so hey, we're one of the things we're really excited about is the fact that you guys are excited about the show. Yeah, definitely. And uh, and and it, it's really cool because this is my this is one of two outlets I have to be overtly Christian. Really? Yeah. Okay. It, it, I mean. It, it, not that I restrain myself, yeah, but, no, no, no. but but this is the place where I don't, you know, I, I'm definitely going to share my Christian belief unashamedly and this without reservation here. This, this is the one place I will do it, as well as in the uh, almost daily devotional, but more so right. here. Okay. This, this is the place where I just, you know, I'm going to lay it on the line, never never for the shock and awe value of it, but and, and never to offend anyone. No. Uh, and never to say that I'm right and you're all wrong. <laughs> but this is the place where I can say, you know what, I'm just going to share what I believe. Exactly. And, and 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 this is who I am. This is what makes me who I am. Right. And I think people can respect that, too. I mean, you know, it's just there's nothing wrong with having a different opinion or a different belief or something else like that. It really is just an ability to be able to have discussions. And that's what we really want to do here is just to be able to have good discussions that um, that we can bring people closer to, to God. Exactly. And, and, and yeah, exactly. The idea here is for people to, who, who have maybe walked away from their relationship with God to, to understand that God has not walked away from you. Oh, yeah. And for those of you who have never had a relationship with God, it, the, the, it literally is a goal and a desire of us that you would seek God. 
And and I'm one thing that we're certain of a, a promise from God is that anybody who seeks shall find. Yeah, sure. And so uh, we can't tell you the next step, but we'll just pray that you find that next step, and that as long as you search, you will find. Yeah, and it's just a relationship. I mean, it's just crying and yelling and laughing and enjoying and loving. I mean, it's just it's a relationship. So exactly. <clears throat> so anyway, we're gonna go to the telephone lines. For just a little bit. Uh, for those of you who are out there listening to About the Church in podcast download land, uh, we are so glad because uh, that's where that's where we're aiming this show towards. And so you can always call in and leave a comment regarding this podcast. You can leave a question for us to discuss um, or a topic that you'd love us to cover. Definitely. Uh, we are not the we're not going to touch every single thing, but we would definitely love to play your call on our show. And the phone number is area code eight five nine. Seven nine five four zero six seven, and with that, we're going to go to Mari from New York. Hey, Cliff, how are you? This is Mari from New York calling. First time. I actually just um, went into the talk shoe site, and I saw you had just recorded an episode uh, speaking about church. And in the beginning, you and another gentleman, I didn't catch his name, were um, saying that you speak a little bit of Spanish. Well, I just wanted to let you know that, yes, you said it right. Un poquito does mean a little bit, and um, I thought that was great. I'm actually listening to it now, so I'm sure I'll call back um now that I know that you have like a thousand other podcasts going on, um, <laughs> kind of fun to join in. So I just wanted to call in and say that to all the Spanish listeners. Yes, we are out there and we are listening and we love you all the way out here in New York. Oh, cool. Talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed tomorrow's episode of Lost. I had to include that in there. I'm an addict. No matter <laughs> what podcast I call into, I will always talk about Lost. I know it's bad. <laughs> Most people will, will, will not air my comments because of it. Oh, that's wrong. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to be listening to the um, full-time mom. I want to see what uh, Stephanie has um, planned for that. So I'll be listening to that as well. Talk to you soon. Bye. Mari, thank you so that much. Awesome. That, that is awesome. awesome feedback. It's muchas gracias. Yes, and DG and Dios I are, are, yes, muchos gracias. Yeah. All right, and uh, we are so glad that you're listening, and uh, please do call back as often as you want, and we will always play your call here. Yeah, it was great, because she's, she said she's in New York, and, yes. I, and apparently she speaks Spanish, you know, that's that's awesome, and then she, she even had a New York accent, though, <laughs> which yeah. was awesome. She did have a New York it was, accent. It was great. A little bit of one, not a hardcore one, but a little bit, yeah. it was great. Very Thanks cool. for listening. Let's move on to our next call, which is Amanda from Michigan. She called and said... Hi, this is Amanda from Michigan. I'm calling for the About the Church podcast, and I love everything you do, but I really love this podcast. It was just, the chemistry we was great. You. It was just, he not that you and don't have great chemistry, but I just loved how you had someone that was so knowledgeable, but yet <laughs> was willing to entertain some crazy things. And I just love that you're both open enough to think about things, to consider the Bible for what it says. And it is challenging. I mean, it's, very. really makes no sense at times, but it is a matter of faith, and it's something that we get to spend our whole life studying and looking over and wrestling with, and it's a challenge, but it's also a wonderful thing, and I just really enjoyed it. Now, as for Bible versions, I'm a fan of the NRSV, which is the new Revised Standard Version, and it's yeah. out of England through Oxford University, or Oxford Press, I'm not sure which, but it's kind of very careful with the Greek, but it's also pretty readable. And, yeah, I just want to leave my comment. I just really love the show and keep up with it. And you and DG did a great job. Thanks, Cliff. And bravo. Keep keep on the journey. Uh, thanks. Bye. Amanda is one of those listeners that's been around from nearly the beginning as well. Uh, oh, really? From, okay, yeah, cool. from our podcasting efforts. And she has always been one of those people that has just been a constant encourager. In fact, you can see the board of encouragement up here. Oh, yes. And uh, that's our podcasting uh, listeners who have sent in postcards and little notes and stuff like that. And and that board's got more than one, let me just say. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. For, uh, no, I mean from her. 
more oh, than oh, more okay. than more than one. And so I was she, like, well, yeah, no, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of stuff on there. No, really, from seriously, her, no, her. seriously, people That's like awesome. me, DG. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right, uh, real quick, we're gonna go on to uh, Melinda and uh, see what she had to say here. Oh, I was gonna tell you that NRS. Hi, I'm sorry. No, go, no, no, no. Go ahead. I was gonna say the NRSV is also gender inclusive. It is gender inclusive. Yeah. So, so if it says, so it says men somewhere, it's, it'll say they or you know they all gathered or, or something well, else. Like let's that stop for a second. What do you think about gender inclusive? There are some people that are very much opposed to that. Uh, yeah, big time because King Jimmy doesn't have gender inclusive. <laughs> King Jimmy. <laughs> so, um, you know, and what, Greek, Greek and Hebrew did not have gender inclusivity too because it was such a patriarchal society that um, you know if they counted people. They didn't count the women and the children. They only counted the men. So when it says they feed, five, they fed five thousand. Uh huh. <laughs> if if they really were actually counting, uh-huh. then they only counted the men. They probably did not count the women or the children. Right. So. I've always said, you know, I've always been of the belief um, that when they said they fed the five thousand, it was five thousand plus their women and children. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, su- yeah. Supposedly. I mean, I'm sure that's debated, but yeah. But yeah, I, it, you know, that's a good question about gender inclusivity um, as far as the translation is concerned. I'm okay with with it saying um, they in a, in certain applications when they is implied. I mean, right. when, when it's just it's just common sense. And and of course we got to watch out with common sense because uh, <laughs> not everything that makes sense to us are, is 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 the way that God operates on. But oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. but so anyway, but there are certain places where it says and uh, to love your brothers, you know. Sure. But obviously God is saying you should love your brothers and sisters, you know. Right. Exactly. But there are certain places where um, gender inc- inclusivity would run into a problem for me when it says. And so, um, you know, when it talks about um, uh, husbands love your wives, husbands love your wives, that would be a tough one. <laughs> but when it says you, uh, know, you a man, you, you, you people love your other significant others, peoples. Well, no, it, it's more along the lines of uh, like when it talks about women who should have uh, head coverings and stuff like that. Right. Um, I wonder what it does in that situation. Yeah, I don't know. Because obviously that was a culturally specific thing to that time, exactly, and and things of that nature. So, good question. I, I don't know. I I'm. Let's see here. We don't have. <laughs> we won't go B- there. Bible Gateway does not have the NRSV, so I can't pull it up. And really, it doesn't have the N- wow. NRS. So anyway, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm not against gender inclusivity inclusivity as long as it doesn't kind of mix up some of the gender rules that I think are set forth in the Bible. Yeah. And, and, I, and I don't know. I mean, it, it would be a, it would be a scripture by scripture issue. And you know, the people who are making that translation would have to make those issues and stuff like that, make those translations. But it is one of those things where I don't know. It's, it's, um, I, th- I think that I mean, the main reason they did it is just because the culture and the world we live in today, um, they would be offended or something else like that. And they do want to make sure that these things are applying to both genders and not just one gender. So I, I can understand that too, to, to be able to let the, let the Bible be read without, without biasness, not biasness, but um, getting, getting mad over something that's really not something that was meant to get you mad over. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know exactly how I feel about that. But, you know, I of course, I read I just read the NIV. I mean, it, it's not that I do it because I don't like gender inclusivity. Sure. I just like the NIV and I like the New Living Translation. And, well, you know what? I've got about 50 Bibles here in the house. So I probably read <laughs> just about any of them. And, I'd, and I'll go online and I just like to look at the different ways oh, yeah. they all look. So. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. Keep going. No, no. Please. That's what the show is. It's generally speaking, my friend. All right. Oh, okay. m- let's go to Melinda's first call. Hi, this is Melinda O'Brien from Dallas, Texas, and I'm Thomas calling Lynn. about Woo-hoo. the About the Church podcast. Cliff and DG, I am absolutely loving it. Um, I'm a United Methodist, and oh. um, it, it just really hits home for me. Um, it, it's what you guys have been talking about the last two podcasts um, is the reason that I just absolutely love being a Methodist. Um, it's grace. Um, you know, you, you can't say enough about grace, I don't think. And unfortunately, um, Christians often tend to be very ungraceful. Um, we just finished reading a book pretty much church-wide called What's So Amazing About Grace. And um, it's an amazing read. And 
it really kind of makes you think about some of the things you say and do. And uh, anyway, um, I'm kind of rambling here, but <laughs> I just wanted to tell you how much I am in enjoy how much I am enjoying the collaboration between the two of you. Cliff, I always thought you were kind of a closet Methodist, and <laughs> I see it. Anyway, I'll talk to y'all later. God bless. Bye. Bless you too. Thank you so much, Melinda. That Thank that you. is a blessing. And uh, talking about grace, one moment. Uh, you know. I do think you can go overboard on Grace. Oh yeah, I do. Oh yeah, I think so. Give me an example. Uh, and 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 <laughs> may, maybe maybe it's it, it's it's my opinion that there are too many churches that are f- so focused on Grace that they don't ever really focus on the issue of holiness hmm. and being set apart. And and what I'm talking about specifically, there there are there was a certain church that I attended where in a, in one of the main gatherings the the pastor there every single week year after year after year after year you would walk into the into the sanctuary Mm -hmm. there would be a message that is preached and it was all feel good oh every every week you walk out of there you you can walk in and just you feel beat up about your relationship with god and every week it's just (laughs) like you just came out of a, a, a therapy session. <laughs> a massage it's like, session. Yeah, it's like, baby. It, it's kind of like, by golly, God likes me. <laughs> and Stuart I'm Smalley. good. Yes. I mean, <laughs> and, and, and it's just like there was hardly ever any real, you know, like conviction to move to, right, to change. Yeah, there, was never, there was never, there was, there was never the, I never felt that there was anything that ever challenged me to go beyond where I was at that right. time spiritually. Sure. And so, in my mind, that's what I mean by sometimes you can focus on grace to the extent to where you don't talk about personal holiness. Hmm. Hmm. And and I'm not saying that I maybe I I guess maybe I am a little bit more. I, I like a little hellfire and brimstone. <laughs> turn the heater up in the church. And let's get to preaching. Turn or burn, people. Come on. It's <laughs> not at all. What I believe <laughs> not the turn or burn part. No. no, I think I think that there's a. Yeah, there does there does need to be some form of um, of an explanation to be able to say, listen, we should be held to the full potential that we could be with Christ living in us, and the Holy Spirit working despite us and within us, but always with grace, us. exactly, but with grace. And so it's just this healthy understanding. It's kind of like a, it's the understanding in the Old Testament of fear God. Yes. So when we hear fear God, we're thinking, oh my gosh, he's going to smite me and I should fear him because he's because he has this awesomeness. But it really has an understanding in the Old Testament of like the, the difference of the like the way you would fear your father. Mm-hmm. You know your father loves you if it's a healthy family, of course. You know your father loves you, but when your father is stern and saying, don't put your hand on the stove... You fear. That's the. It's, right. a, it's a healthy respect, more understanding than than fear. Yeah, and I think the same thing is true of of um, of our understanding of grace and things like that. Is we we need to have we need to have the understanding that hey, God does desire for us to be in a deeper and deeper and deeper relationship with Him, um, and that is grace in and of itself. The fact that God would even desire to be in a relationship with His creation. Right. Um, but. Yeah, I do think that there needs to be times of challenge and 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 growing in the midst of that. You know, to be hold you told you to your full potential and what you could be in Christ. Right. And if and if and, and I think there's a difference between grace and cheap grace. Yes, that that's, and that's the issue. That's what I'm talking about. There 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 are some people who who give away a lot of cheap grace. Yeah, exactly. You know, and 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 these church and those churches tend to pr- produce not Christians but consumers. Oh yeah, definitely. And and so it, it's it's just really a shame, and I, and and that's what I mean. And and I'm I'm a little upset about that in the church is that there really is very little to push people forward. It's kind of like you know we the only expectation of you is that you come here, give us two hours of your weekend, and by the way, drop some money in the plate, yeah. and don't worry about the the ten percent ten percent of the people here will cover everything else. Yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> Just yeah. go home and feel good about yourself. Go right. earn some more money, yeah, 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 and then come back and put it in the play. And no, 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 no. Yeah, that's frustrating. So that that that's cheap grace. I I, I like that. I, I'm glad that you pulled it because because that it's not authentic grace. That's right. That's it's, right. It's, it's not authentic grace. It it. But yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the next caller, and uh, let's see who this is. Hi, Cliff. MDG. This call is for 
the about the church podcast and i'm very glad that you relaunched that and um i listened to the episode where cliff sat down with his pastor chad and uh talked and i wanted to mention that uh the church we go to is doing a lot of the things that you talked about and just recently launched uh live video streaming of the services which is pretty cool um a couple years back one of our men was in iraq and was playing uh, some of the sermons for uh, the fellow soldiers, and some of the illustrations that you can't see, you only hear, made them, they were a little confused about what was going on within the sermon, so it's really cool that now we actually have a, a way to visually see the sermon if you, if you miss a Sunday or if there's a reason you have to be at home or something like that. So that's another idea for churches uh, to do if they have the ability to do that. Sure. And um I don't have any question for the show this week, just an observation, but uh, I'm sure I'll be calling back with questions in the future. Thanks for the show again. Bye. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you. One thing that I think is awesome is that his church is is moving into the realm of technology. Uh, Far far too many churches today, I believe, are are just stuck in the past and and not really relating. Because our our culture today is a technology-driven culture. Yeah. I mean, our generation, our iPhones, Blackberries, um, we are Facebookers, we're MySpacers. Uh, Texters, yeah, text messaging, huge. Text messaging is crazy. My wife's a youth pastor, and we're having more parents say, please stop sending me emails and just text me. Exactly. Because that's the only way they're being able to communicate with their kids. And so they found out this, hey, there's a technology outlet that I can be able to actually talk with my kids as a parent as they're a teen, which never used to be able to occur in the world <laughs> unless you had a really unusual teen. And, and now, you know, they're saying, I want, to, I want to communicate with everybody through text messaging. And so technology is huge nowadays. Right. And churches need to jump on board with that. I mean, if that's, if that's what the culture is using to, for communication, then the church needs to learn how to communicate through it. That's, a, that's my point exactly. And that's kind of what we talked about with the, uh, you know, there's just no reason why a church today should not be recording their sermon and putting it out on the net. And my my suggestion is that that's just the beginning. I, I believe I believe exactly. that pastors... You know, I, one thing I, I am I am a proponent of is uh, the priesthood of all believers, mm-hmm. and I don't believe that a head pastor of any church should be responsible for the entire congregation. I believe a head pastor should be directly responsible for about ten to fifteen, maybe twenty people max, and those people ought to be re, uh, responsible spiritually and, and caring for about that many people or less, if, depending on if they're by vocational or whatever. So I have a very clear understanding of what I think a pastor's responsibility should be. And if a, if a pastor was freed up to where he was only responsible for that many people, mm-hmm. just imagine what could happen is if the head pastor of, of a, any church out there were to sit down and have a co-host, somebody else from the church, sure. and the two of them sat in front of microphones, just like you and I, and fielded questions from their congregation, Exactly. About the faith. Once a week. Once a week and put that into their podcast feed. That'd be awesome. Dude, I, I'm telling you, Christians would grow. Right, exactly. I believe people would be moved along spiritually and, and it's just not happening enough, I yeah. don't think. Well, one of the, there's another podcast I listen to and for the life of me, I can't remember what it is right now. Sorry. Uh, maybe I can come back to that sometime later on. But um, he was talking about that don't just do a podcast to do a podcast come up with creative ways in which you can actually grow people closer in relationship with Christ because of that. And so what he suggested was bring up the topic of the sermon earlier in the week and put that out there and then people can hear that. And then when they come to hear the sermon, they're ready to actually have discussions with everybody else in the room and things like that. Right. What if, what if a church was a Twittering church and everyone used Twitter yep. and then they could throw up live questions up on a screen somewhere during the sermon? Yeah. And they can have discussions up on the screen and through Twitter. I mean, I, I saw a guy who, who actually did this on his blog just two or three days ago, and he said it went phenomenal. And they're just trying out four or five different ways. One time they're going to put it all up on the screen. The other time they're just going to leave it on the phones. 
Um, and they're going to do just all different kinds of ways of testing it out and checking it out. But I mean, there are just limitless ways in which, but, but I, my, my, my thing is, is don't just do it to do it, do it to come up with creative ways that are really going to be effective at number one, creating community and then number two, growing them closer to Christ. Exactly. Exactly. And, and the, and the big thing is, is, is that anything that you use, I, I believe anything you use to connect people in communication is going to to be a movement in that direction. Exactly. Yeah. And so, at the very least, you ought to be uh, investigating it, not just sure. doing doing it to be doing it, but but with a real purpose. And exactly. and find somebody in your church. I mean, there. I mean, now I'm looking in the chat room. Brent Irwin in our chat room says nobody in his church has ever heard of a podcast. Well, that's not true because Brent Irwin is in his church, obviously. And he's heard of podcasts. <laughs> and so that means that, you know, somebody just got busted, Brent. Sorry. Exactly. No, and so and so I believe that that, you know, somebody I know Brent's a younger guy. Uh, he's in our community. I've oh, exchanged yeah. some emails back and forth and talked with him once or twice in some ch- shows. And so I know I know about his age. And, and I can tell you when I was his age, I probably felt I didn't have anything to offer the the big guys in the church. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. The, the, the 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 first. What is that? Second tier. <laughs> second tier yeah second tier tech support in the church uh <laughs> anyway um but the truth is 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 that i guarantee you if you say hey can we go and have lunch together i would almost bet that the pastor would buy your lunch first off and number two i would attempt th- to <laughs> uh, or, or yeah see if you can get a free lunch out of the pastor um uh, you and, got a free lunch last time we did a podcast yes we did me. yeah, yeah right. it's awesome man <laughs> It's party in a podcast over here. Let me tell you. So, but here's the thing: take, get the pastor to take you out to lunch, and just sit down and tell him about podcasting. I guarantee huh. you. I guarantee. There's no pastor out there. Well, okay, there are probably some. Oh, pastors there out are there. definitely pastors. Okay, there there are some pastors out there who probably don't put very much time into their podcast or into their sermon. But a, a, a typical pastor, I guarantee you, they're putting some time into that sermon, and to to think that it could be listened to by other people. And then you take them back to about the church, and you could just play for them the episode that uh, I think it was um, Amanda or somebody else. Call, or no, it was somebody else after Amanda or Melinda. Uh, but the one I did with Chad, and let them hear that exactly, and yeah. and see what's out there. I mean, there are people. We're a church of about two hundred people that meets in a high school auditorium, mm-hmm. and there are about three hundred people around the world hearing our sermons on a daily basis or on a weekly basis. Right. Exactly. And so it, yeah, it's amazing stuff. Yeah. My wife and I just decided that we were going to start doing a podcast with the waters and, uh, cause our stuff is completely just, you know, little organic gatherings that, are, that meet in a pub here and a Starbucks here and a, and a house here. And so what we thought about doing is, you know, just her and I discussing what the discussion is going to be that week, and then people could be able to listen in on that discussion. They can continue our discussion if they went if they want to, or get their own discussions going at their different life gatherings and organic gatherings. So, my wife was the one that came up with that idea. That was not me. Isn't it awesome <laughs> to have awesome. a geek wife? It's great. It is. It is great. God has blessed us, my friend. <laughs> grace. It's pure grace. It's pure grace. It might even be cheap. That one might even be cheap. <laughs> grace. Anything I God definitely does, definitely do not cheap. deserve that. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to our next caller. Hey, Cliff and DG, D, 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 G, D, D, G, I'm sorry, DG, yeah. Duncan Grady. I, I Grady. love you too. Like Grady and Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son, my <laughs> favorite show. Really? Hey, Julio, uh, get that goat out of my living room. Uh, uh, this is Sanford. Uh, hey, Rallo. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Every now and then I break into impression. Cliff, it's Frank. Uh, Cliff and DG, you guys are doing great. I love this show about about the church. You know, um, I go to church every Sunday, and um, some people do, some people don't. Um, and um, I only get so much out of church. Um, it's great to be able to get more um, out of a podcast um, than you get out of church. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes, uh, some, sometimes I think be, somewhere between church and real life, um, there's um, something that can be really motivating to everybody um, and get us all closer to God. And you guys are doing it uh, with humor, and um, um, I think it's great. I think it's great. Um, so anyway, keep up the good work. You guys are fun. I like this uh, guy Joel Osteen, who's on once a week, and, and uh, uh, a lot of people criticize him because they say he's too positive and he pulls away from the Bible too much. But but um, you know what? Um, heck on that. Um, uh, you know. Um, y- you know that kind of stuff is. Uh, I think will draw more people 
to the church and more people uh, to God. And uh, you guys are doing that. So um, you guys rock. Keep up the great work. Talk to you soon. Oh, Esther, this is the big one. I'm coming to join you, honey, with a podcast in my hand. Later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Oh my wow. goodness. I tell you, you open up the phone lines and the weirdos really start coming out. You know it? <laughs> Just kidding, Frank. I, Frank's in the uh, chat room. He actually called that in like as we were recording. Oh, today. okay, okay, okay. It just came in. I was, I was like, well, I wonder if this is the same Frank that's in the chat room. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, Frank's been in the chat room. So, oh man. Yeah, I, the thing is, is that uh, I, I'm, I, I'm holding my tongue. <laughs> no, don't hold your tongue. I'm not going to hold my tongue. Keep go ahead. Go, go no, ahead. What no, no, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, I, you know, I, uh, I'm one of those that criticize the Joel Osteen. <laughs> Tell me why. Tell me why. Because cause I don't ever give him enough airtime to, to oh, yeah. even disagree or agree with the guy. Well, I, I just, you know, I, okay, this is, maybe I'm, maybe I'm too old school and I'm, what, 20, 31? I'm 31 and I'm too old school. But I had a preaching professor that would always say, listen, unless you preach the text, then all you're doing is a lecture. It's not a sermon. Okay. And uh, I do not see uh, Joel Osteen on a regular basis truly preaching from the Bible. Okay. It really is exactly what you were describing earlier, just the feel good, better yourself kinds of things. It's, it's, it is not the Christianity that I see that Christ was preaching and Christ was sharing. Um, and so it's a challenge for me because I do kind of see the Pied Piper, you know, kind of every time you come here, I'm going to boost you up and make you happy. And then you can go out there and live the rest of your life. And my understanding of worship is one that is complete sacrifice. I mean, when I understand the word worship, it is literally laying prostrate on the ground. And we've mentioned this before in yep. the past. And so worship is supposed to be the time where you give everything of yourself. And in that giving is when you receive a blessing. Okay. You don't go to church just to soak it in and to be, and to be loved and be cared for. You go to church so you can literally throw your crown at the feet of Christ, which your crown is, by the way, your life, at the foot of Christ and saying, everything I am, everything I have is yours. Right, and that is what is what fills you up to be able to go and live the rest of your week that week, uh, and the rest of your life as a sacrificial life, just like the God we serve as Christ. And so, that that's the you know that's the challenge that that I always want to have to him. I don't have anything wrong, you know. I I don't know the guy at all. I'm sure he's a great guy, and I I still love him. I care for Joel Osteen, but. Um, I just from the stuff that I've seen of him in the past, it was very, very frustrating um, because I did not think that he was actually preaching the Bible. I thought he was just preaching uh, almost a, a, a social gospel, maybe or something else like that. You know, just a, it just it was not. It might have been like the basic gist of the Bible, but it was not the Bible. And I, I you know, I kind of like I kind of agree with my preaching professor that said I really think and he would even I mean he, would, he was hardcore and this is like an 80 year old dude and he was awesome yeah. Dr. Callis is his name uh, Ellsworth Callis but he would he would even get on to to us if our illustration up at the very front was too long right like if you did not give the text the majority of the time of your sermon then then he questions if you actually preached which was you know but you know I, well, get, I told everybody up front hey I'm you know I'm a um, I'm completely brainwashed from yeah, <laughs> from my I, seminary. So. Well, the, here Frank Frank put in the chat room, but the lecture, quote unquote, uh, brings in more people who let's see, let's see if the lecture brings in more people who then wind up going to church. Doesn't that make the Pied Piper a good disciple and to get people closer to God? I want <clears throat> to. I, I I'm big on semantics with words, and so I I have a huge hang up hang up with words. Um, and, and Frank, I know you didn't intend this, and of course the whole discussion is somewhere else, but I, I don't think bringing people to church is really the goal. Of course, the goal is bring people to a, a, a healthy relationship with Christ. Right. Um, but, but so let me refresh yeah, your question. I think that's what he meant. That's I know, what he meant. I know, I know, but I just want to say that. So, but in that, but if the lecture brings people into a more healthy relationship with Christ, doesn't that make the Pied Piper a good disciple and closer to God? I'm going to argue against, because uh, see, the thing is, here, here's the situation. I believe that um, when I look at the Bible, I look at the disciples and I see the scripture where it says the people had heard their message, heard what they had to say, and they were amazed and astonished because these were unschooled, ordinary men. Okay. So they didn't go to, you know, any seminary, seminary or anything sure. like that. And these guys just went out preaching and they didn't have 
the quote unquote biblical text knowledge that you and I have. I mean, some of them did. Some of them grew up sure. in in the temple. But I'd have to imagine out of the twelve, tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> were they all? Did they all come up under the the teaching in the temple? I, they were all Jewish, as far as I know of. They were all Jewish. So, Even the tax collector that everyone thought was a traitor because he was supposed to be Jewish, and yet he's hooking up with the Roman government. I really believe that they were all Jewish. So their texts was their the, biblical texts were the Old Testament. Okay, so so then they were they were trained in that way then. Okay, but it's it's just like me saying, hey, do you feel trained as a church member because you're reading the Old and New Testament every single day in church on Sunday, and you know, so you have to understand it's still normal, you know, it's still not normal people in my terminology, right? But it's still average, you know, uh, Jew, you know, Judean people. Well, here, here, okay, here's my thing then, you know, because okay, Joel Olstein, big, huge, gigantic church, massive, and millions and millions of people watching him all over all of a sudden that puts him on a pedestal that is a you know bigger than everybody else because he is he's so out there but if i look at it i have never heard anything preached or talked about his theology being out of place or out of whack or that he is stretching the scripture to teach a prosperity gospel or or crazy stuff like that right so so in essence i mean i'm thinking back at this church that i was just a part of not too long ago where I talked about the fact that in one of the services I felt that it was a whole all feel good and stuff like that. Right. It's just that on a much larger larger scale. Right. right. And I'm not saying that I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I'm completely opposed to what that church is doing. There's no doubt in my mind that people come there and, and are, are and are reconnected to God because they felt like they were unworthy of a relationship with God and the grace could shown be, to them be. was so unmerited they were so unworthy but yet they still received it that that it really did open their eyes and and open their hearts to possibility the possibility of seeking that relationship with God so yeah, I don't know yeah. I, I I I'm of the, I'm of the belief I, okay in the New Testament there was um there was this time when somebody says, you know, hey, this this guy, we rebuked him for preaching because he was preaching in your name. And what what do you remember that scenario? What was going on? Wasn't it, you know, they they were thought his teaching might be of uh, demons or something like that. And they said, listen, it, it don't it doesn't matter as long as they're preaching my name. What's hmm. what's that scripture? Do you remember? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, come on. There's that scripture. Anyway, we'll I talk about you. it. It's not like I don't believe. No, it's, <laughs> you are completely lost on no. I'm just no, but because I, I this is where I struggle. I struggle with some of the 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 uh, revivalists of the day, or the or the the great awakening people, or the the faith movement. The I I struggle to say any names because then uh, well no I don't. This is the show where I say what we I can believe. Say, we can say it. I, you know I I struggle with the Benny Hens and the the was it Rodney word, Howard word faith word faith stuff. Yeah, the people that say you know God's gonna you know you come here and he you're gonna laugh hysterically and God's gonna pop you know golden teeth in your mouth with crosses engraved <laughs> on them and you know and and you should call in right now and and whatever balance you have on your credit card. You want to go ahead and donate that to the ministry, and God's going to wipe away your debt by the end of the year, kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. those are the ones that it's, I. It's a, it's a word faith movement, and the word faith movement basically says God has to do it as long as you say it in His name. Yeah, because they take that one text letter that says all things brought to me as long as it's said in my name. But name also means nature; it has a symbolism of nature. So your name actually kind of sums you up with yeah. your nature, especially in the Old and New Testaments. And you know, and so if you're gonna if you're gonna actually give something to God or actually ask something of God, you've got to do it in a way that would be pleasing and acceptable to Him. Yeah, and it's got to be a part of of something that would be good for Him. And so, yeah, I, I really cannot stand. And I mean, I've seen this firsthand. My wife had uh, some uh, some members of his, of her church back in New Mexico. And this is a Methodist church. These people are no longer a part of the Methodist church because they realized, oh wait, maybe second, <laughs> maybe we don't agree with this stuff. But these people, she had a really good friend of her father's dying of cancer, and they they would pray with him and say, well, how come if you would just if you would just say your unconfessed sin, God would heal you? And this guy's like, who are you to tell me this? How can you do? You people were supposed to be my best friends. 
And they believed all the way up to that one point because of that. And they would say, you know, we, we, we're saying it in Jesus' name. And since it's not happening, we have to come up with some other reason. And so the some other reason was you just don't have some unconfessed sin in your life. And I mean, you want to talk about destroying this man. I mean, destroying him. Yeah. To where they wouldn't even come see him because they believed that he had some unconfessed sin in his life and because they were praying healing in the name of Jesus and it wasn't happening because they thought that Jesus had to do it. If they prayed in his name, then he has to do it. And that's the word faith. That just kind of sums up in yeah. the word faith. Horribly bad practices and horribly bad theology yeah. in, in my book. See, those are the type of people that I would say that I could be be publicly critical of but as frank says here in, in his chat he says joe olstein he believes is dumbing it down to attract as many people as possible and honestly i i i i think that in a way i kind of do the same thing with the almost daily devotional i i take a scripture verse of the day and i, I don't know that i'm really dumbing it down because i'm not sure really i smarted up that much <laughs> Here in this podcast, yeah. well, it's, it's I'm, funny. I'm pretty ignorant in in, right. in, in many respects. Right. Well, it's I, hard for him to skew the scripture when he doesn't use it. <laughs> That's my question. <laughs> so you're saying there are scripture, there are sermons where he actually uses no scripture at all. I, yeah, I mean, he might have used it as just the general basis for something, but he never goes back to the scripture. Never talks. See, about I, scripture. I consider that to be a, a teaching pastor. And see, I, and, and of course, the thing is, is we don't. I, I don't know what goes on in in his church as far as as taking it to the next level. See, there. That's one thing. I'm not going to be critical of my own church, although I will say that I'm not sure how I feel about the way that our church does our weekend service. Right. Our weekend service is not for the believer. It's not for the members of our church. It is a seeker sensitive. It is everything is designed and orchestrated around the non churched individual visitor who comes to our church every right. weekend the normal is that. persons it's the normal people yeah <laughs> and so so our our sermons are not geared towards christians the the understanding is that christians are being taught through the leadership of our church and through homes teams and things right. of that nature that that we ought to be feeding ourselves we should no longer crave spiritual milk we should be moving on to some meat and potatoes right you know and and so i'm i, I don't know i, I just I don't know. It's frustrating. It is frustrating. I think it's now my pastor does happen. I mean, even though I mean, I will say that our that watermark they definitely go into the text, and the text is the basis sure. of things. But I don't. I, grace, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> not cheap grace. But grace. Where, where's your grace for Mister Mister <laughs> Olstein? Come on, DG. I told you I love the guy. I appreciate. I I can see how this guy is doing this stuff, but I just I really. I, and I have I have I have issues. If if you're if you're not going to take a stand on a theology, at least tell us what your theology is and what you know. I just it's just I really do not feel like he's preaching the Bible. I think he's preaching an agenda that he thinks is getting from the Bible. But hey, I've got the same issues with a lot of other preachers, Methodists and everything else, because I know a lot of people that would read the scripture, like the scripture reading time. Uh-huh. They read the scripture and then they don't even go back to it once. Yeah. They just they just go with it and say yeah so we're gonna talk about love so I'm just gonna go off and start talking about love yeah and I, I have issues with that I, I really do have issues with that I really don't think that it's not just something that you just take as a basis and then just kind of get a general gist of it and then throw it out there to the people I really think that it needs to be either in a narrative format or a teaching understanding and I and I think that's 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 the that's the key that I've seen lots of scripture read and they've actually, they've redone the narrative, which is all pretty much all scripture is narrative. It's all stories. Yeah. It's meant to be stories. It's meant for you to be able to pass it down to other people and you can glean from what the stories, what they're going on and stuff they're saying like that. And so, and being able to apply it to your own life. So it's not, I, I know of multiple different ways in which it's not just a teaching moment. It's not yeah. just a, Hey, let me tell you head knowledge, what's going on here. But it can be a narrative that actually goes to heart knowledge as well as head knowledge in the same way. But yeah. that's I, good I, preaching. I, okay, okay. I, I, I will agree with you that Joel Olstein is may not be the best preacher. But I'm not going to say that I, I would criticize his ministry. Because for me, you really have to go pretty far. And, and you, you give me one thing theologically that you, believe, that you stand for that is counter to the scripture and then i say you throw the baby out with the bathwater right 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 i that's what sure. i do believe you you sure. say one thing that just goes flies straight in the face of god and is a slap in the face of a of a biblical truth that could not be 
uh, even more clear than it is, then that's when I say, okay, this is somebody you shouldn't be following because you know if they can't get this right, this essential Christian doctrine, right. if they can't get this one right, then I, I question all sure, of, I, of I question all of it. Right. But I haven't heard that of Joel Olstein. I've never heard that, and you may say it's because he takes no stance. But <laughs> I think I, in some cases, in a I, lot of cases, I, I don't case. know. I don't know that. Although I'll sure, say sure. is that I I'd, I'd prefer somebody taking no stance, using the scripture to encourage people to do something. But yet, as long as they don't go to the point of being uh, opposing essential Christian do- doctrine right. through their teaching or word. And and I know that you and I we can just move we can, forward. We can, I guess. we can move forward. I mean, we're not going to convince each other, and nor should we. I mean, yeah, no, no, This is this is you know what I love about generally speaking about the church. This is real talk yeah. about real faith. Of course, you know it's it's awesome. All right, so so that was Frank and uh, way to go, Frank. You gave us a great discussion. Yeah, Thanks. no doubt. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to uh, let's see here. Uh, Melinda. Hey, Cliff and DG. Again. This is Melinda from Dallas, and um, I'm calling about my brand new favorite podcast. Um, the is about this the same one? Is the same one. Oh, okay, so it is the same one. <laughs> wait, wait a second. This one was like three and a half minutes. The other one was. Oh, Melinda, if you called two times and you asked the question the second time, I apologize. Right. Let's move on to the next call. Um, yeah, call again, Melinda, if you do have a yeah, question. Yeah, if you had a question and we, we missed we had it. technical it, difficulties. It, yeah, Cliff stayed up until five and, <laughs> and caught up at like ten minutes or before four God, minutes man. before oh, DG got knocked on the door. Oh, man. So and I even stayed in my car for about ten minutes listening to a podcast. The kids were like, it's like, kid, the kids are like, DG's here. It's like, oh, man, tell him I'll be right out. And no, he's still in the car, Dad. And you I'm still like, got it. You're good. I'm like, thank you, God. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast. Oh, man. All right. So let's move on to this call because I know this is going to generate some discussion. So okay. here we go. This is from our good friend Jeff Gentry. Hey, this is Jeff, a.k.a. X-Force 11, calling from Burlington, North Carolina. I'm calling about the about the church podcast. Uh, Cliff and DG, I really enjoyed uh, the, the podcast. I'm in the midst of listening to episode 33, and I just love the relaunch and the conversation between the two of you. And uh, just wanted to get your opinions, ideas about, uh, I know you're talking about a little in this episode about sacred versus secular and um, how our life is meant to be a worship, but uh, get your ideas about family and biblical lifestyle. Uh, just, you know, talking about how the, the Bible talks about the family being integral in worship and that fathers are supposed to take leadership and talk about Christ, you know, as they, you know, during, you know, in Deuteronomy, it talks about as you rise up, as you walk along the way, and as you go, and just how the the departure from uh, the biblical kind of worldview of uh, family and faith has uh, affected the church, and especially about men's leadership in the church and in the home, being the high priest of the home has affected the church, and just... Uh, kind of want to know your thoughts uh at, you know obviously i have mine being from a family integrated church and some things like that but love to get your thoughts and opinion thanks guys bye all right jeff thank you so much for leaving your feedback for our show um okay so the role of men in the church what do you think uh i, th- I think there's room for that <laughs> 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 I was wanting to look up the scripture that he was talking about with a high priest in the home. I do not know where 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 that's coming from. The high priest in the home. Um, hmm. I I don't think I've heard of that terminology of of a man. But I I do believe. Okay, so here's what I'm brainwashed to believe. All right, I'm brainwashed. Isn't to that believe. great? I love being able to say I'm yeah. brainwashed. I'm, I am. I'm, I'm a Christian man. Yeah. So, so you're here, a normal person. Here, no here's what I've grown up to believe. I believe that the man is supposed to be the spiritual head of the family, and that he he holds the responsibility of of the spiritual decision making of the family. Okay. And and I and I do believe that, and I apply that principle in our home here. You sexist, sexist. I man. am a sexist man. <laughs> So, so I, one of the, basically the way I feel 
And and I believe there's, if I'm not mistaken, I, I can't imagine that I would allow somebody to brainwash this into my mind without me going in and looking for scripture to back this up. But So I'm sure I could go in and find the scriptures where I came to this conclusion over the last, I don't know, 17 years of my life. Sure. But my understanding is this. As a husband, I believe that I am responsible to God for the spiritual decisions of this family. And and that includes of of the relationship with my my wife and I. My wife and I, we I I, I believe my wife has a, a voice, and she has an opinion, and I believe her opinion and voice is equal to mine. And I believe that God gave my wife not to be completely obedient to me, but I believe that she uh, was given to me to complete me or not to complete me but to um I say this in my wedding ceremonies you don't complete each other you compliment oh, okay. she compliments me she she fills in some of the voids uh and 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 the thing is is, is I'm I'm not myself I her and I together are one mm-hmm. so so I don't make decisions based upon for our family based upon what I think and what I feel you know because I am not myself. My, Stephanie and I, in marriage, were made one, and that's what when God when God brought us together. I believe He wanted us to make decisions as one. And when it comes down to it, my wife and I have come to the understanding that if there if there's something that through a lot of discussion and through prayer, that and and this has never happened by the way, this has never happened. There's never been a time where after a lot of discussion and a lot of really communicating honestly and effectively and through prayer there's never been a time when we came out at the other end and we're like okay i say let's do it you say don't and because i'm a man let's do it and i'm responsible for that decision that's never happened it's never happened but that's what we do say that's what stephanie and i believe that we believe that if If that did come if it did come down stephanie and i have agreed that okay if if I believe that we should sell our house and move to some other country and do this. And she says, no, I don't think it's the right thing for our family. And we come through it. And and for some reason, we don't agree. She has said, I will submit to what your final decision is. As long as you've heard out my entire argument, everything, and you really took it to heart. She said, I will submit to whatever you decide. Right. And 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 I may not like it, but I I believe that that it, you're going to be the one responsible to God, not me. And that's what I believe for for that decision of the family. Okay? <laughs> okay. That I, this is all messed up, I'm telling you. I know. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. So so here's the situation is what I believe is that that okay. <laughs> You're going to burn, baby, not me, man. I'm passing the buck to you. Well, and, and, I'm just joking. I'm giving you a hard time. And, and she would be, she, now she would be in trouble if she did not give all of her value, valid arguments to the, the to the process. Sure, of course. Yeah, if yeah. she didn't try to set me on, it's like, God, I tried. You know, <laughs> listen, I, I honestly tried, Lord. Yeah. He was, he was, he He's was. He's the thick numbskull here. He now. was the, he was hell bent that he was, you were leading him. I tried to tell him it wasn't you. I tried to tell him he was just being prideful and arrogant and boastful and proud, but he, you know, he wouldn't listen. So burn, baby, burn. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, no, that's, but that's never come to that. Right, right, right. The thing is, is that Stephanie and I, what I found is that we're one. Sure. And, and we've never, it's never come to that. But that, that's the messed up way that I think about it is that I really believe that I, I think it's the man's responsibility to finally come down and make a decision. Hmm. When when no decision can be can can come from the 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 ar- the argument or discussion or or whatever right and and that the man the man needs to live with the so- the consequences of whatever those decisions are hmm. and but the thing is is I I don't know I I I can see I can see the look on your face I know you'll get you'll get your time there no no you're cool you're cool so, so um, oh, I know I'll get my time it'll be like twelve podcasts from now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to wrap it up today. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh, dude. So, so here's the thing. Um, here, I, I will tell you this. I, I've used the word, you know, my wife said she'll submit to whatever. Right, you use the word submit. I've used so. the word submit. Okay, so the, we're throwing the word out there. So you're welcome just into Ephesians. Right exactly. And so, and so it depends on these gender-inclusive versions of the Bible. I don't know what they say. But it does say wives should submit to their husbands. Okay, now I will tell you that I believe that wholeheartedly. I believe that wives should submit to their husbands. Hmm. There is no question. 
I also believe that uh, that brothers in Christ should submit to their other brothers in Christ. I believe that sisters in Christ should submit. It, it's all love is submission. It, it it is it is sacrifice. It is giving up of your own mm-hmm. for the benefit of the other. However, so in but specifically in the marriage relationship, the wife should submit to the husband because the Bible says it. It's clear, cannot be denied. However, in the same scripture, it says in the same way. Husbands ought to love their wives as Jesus loved the church and gave himself and his life for her. And so what that says is my wife ought to submit to me, but in the same way I should turn around and love her. And and not so much that I would just submit my will, but I'd be willing to go so far to submit unto death to, to love her, to show my love for her. You better. Because that's what that's what Christ did for the church. So exactly, and yeah. so so I I I don't believe that the the man should rule, you know this this massive macho. I'm the master of the house. Sure, you know I don't believe that. Right, I, I believe my, I am not above my wife. My wife and I are one mm-hmm. in Christ, and and I believe that that's the way He's designed our relationship, and so. That, that, that's where I'll start it off. What, cool. what, what you got on? What's going through your mind? Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I have a really unique understanding about this because when I met my wife, she know she knew more about the Bible than I could ever imagine. Okay, and I really believe that she had a much deeper relationship with Christ and with God than I ever did. Okay. Um, well, maybe I take that back. When I was a little tiny kid, I might have had the same. <laughs> Does that make sense? I had a great relationship with Christ when I was a kid. Other kids had imaginary kids, imaginary friends. Imaginary kids? Yeah, imaginary kids. <laughs> Other friends of mine had imaginary friends, and I literally would just talk to God. I mean, that's that's how I was growing up, and I think I talked about that too. Yep. But, you know, as life went on and as I went to college and things like that, my wife was phenomenal. I mean, she was the most beautiful Christian I've ever seen in my life. And I'm talking beautiful Christian, not just beautiful right. as a person. And uh, as a person, person, and uh, and I just I would always respect her opinion over mine when it came to talking about Christ and about the Bible and things like that. Um, and that was even after we were first married, mm-hmm. because I mean, I was I just felt unequipped and, and clueless when it came to a lot of this stuff. I did not have a biblical knowledge well enough to be able to say, well, what about this? Well, what about that? So the cool thing was, is my wife would say, well, let's look at the scriptures together. Yeah. And so we would look at the scriptures together. We would pray together about, you know, issues or something else going on with that. And we would make decisions together, just like you're talking about, just as one, and just uh, with Christ and with God at the center of who we had become, a one individual, not just two separate people. Um, but the key here is is um, the word submit and... Um, and I really wish my wife could be here because she's the one who actually wrote a paper on this in seminary. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I want to say, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not completely positive that this is the, that this is the scripture. I think it's a different scripture actually. Um, and it might be the one where the women don't put, you know, cover your heads and you need to stop talking in the middle of worship or whatever else. Yeah. Um, but one of them, I can't remember what it was, but it was basically talking about the Old Testament. It was saying this is a this is an actual quote from the Old Testament, or not a quote necessarily, but um, just a, a, a just trying to wake you up to realize that when male and female were created, and it says you are to be a helper, that understanding of helper in the old in, in the Old Testament was a military term. Okay, and so it had this understanding that you are both fighting the same enemy. And you're both fighting alongside each other. I mean, yep. side by side. You're not the leader going ahead on your horse, and I'm a cow. You know, you're on the cavalry, and I'm just, you know, militia man running behind you. It really was a helper, and it was a military understanding of helper. Right. And and it did not have an understanding of one being above or beneath the other. It really was that side by side helper understanding. And so I th- I think that I think that you have a good understanding of what what what, what is going on here. I, I think that. There needs to be this understanding that uh, that everyone involved here is has a relationship with Christ, and um, and everyone involved here has got to understand that, that we submit to each other, submit to one another out of reverence for for, for Christ for Christ for Christ for Christ. I can't talk tonight today. Um, is, which is Ephesians? What is this? Five twenty one, which is the verse right before wives submit to your husbands to the Lord. 
Yeah. So the first thing that it says is submit to one another out of reference for Christ. And this is one another. This is not the marriage relationship. This yeah. is the one another. Exactly. I mean, this is and and you know, and then it says then it says that God is not a respecter of persons. Exactly. He could care less if if uh, if you're male or female. He could black, care less white. if you're black or white. He yep. could care less any of this stuff. What country you're from? Those things God doesn't necessarily see. And uh, and so, you know, I I think that there is room for. Um, and a, a submission for both, and I and I think there has got to be room for submission to both. I think so. Um, you, I don't think you can have oneness without exactly without it exactly. And the Bible clearly designed yeah. or has it has demanded that oneness be the agenda of marriage. Yeah, I yeah. mean that there is no question about that. Yeah. But I, 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 and I completely can say every single thing you've said. I completely agree with. Sure. And I can even I can even say that there are probably very many men in our culture who would say that their wives are very much more spiritually minded and understand. I don't know if it's our culture, sure, but there's still something that with that's within me that says, "Okay, but when it comes time to make a decision, somebody needs to step up and and be the man." You know, and and right. and, 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 and not not in a chauvinistic male chauvinistic way. But don't put your wife out there right. and set her up to fail. D- right, right, basically right. say, okay, let's do this. We, we've talked. This is the si- decision we're going to go. And if it fails, I'm saying I, 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 I'm taking the responsibility of this decision. Right. I, and I don't know if that's a cultural thing. I, I, I can't say that I can right. find a place in the Bible that, that, <laughs> that really does that. But there's something within me that, that says, you know, the way I've grown up is, is just – I believe that it's the man's responsibility to 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 be the provider of the family, you know, to be the protector of the family. And and one of the ways I protect my family, one of the ways I protect my wife is from putting her on the line. I would here's what I would say that I would never do. We come to and again, it's never come to this, but we have a decision that we we need to make. Mm-hmm. And Stephanie says, "No, I think we ought to do this." And I say, "No, I think we ought to do this." It's like, "Okay, I'll tell you what, this is to- I totally disagree with this. You go ahead, and it, when it, it when it goes wrong in my mind, okay, not right, that right, I would right, ever sure, say this, sure, sure. but when it goes wrong in my mind, I'll yeah. know I was right. It's just yeah, it's now, your thinking that's <laughs> see no no that that is not what I'm talking about here. Right right right. right. You know, and, does that make sense? I, no, I think I, it so make sense. I'm not saying that I have a biblical means of of understanding the the final decision the guy steps up and makes that decision one thing i will say though is that um that uh i guess over the last 20 30 years maybe even 40 years now of our culture i've i've learned that men have taken the back burner approach to faith and women have stepped it up and mm-hmm. i want to say that i commend the women uh, my mom and I commend uh, people like my mom, the the women of the pre the previous couple generations, who when the husbands have checked out of the church, mm-hmm. and and partly because the church has become boring for men. Yeah, I mean, in a it, certain it, way, yeah. Uh, but but the thing, it, but the thing is, is, is the women hung in there uh, for the most part in the northern American North American culture here. The women held in there, and and they continued to keep the faith alive in the family. And I praise God for that, and 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 so I I just think that I'm, I'm I'm blessed to have the wife that I have. I'm glad that you have the wife that you have that that really has faith, and that we can share that together. And I really believe that that as far as the submission things goes, you know, let's submit our lives to one another in reverence to Christ. And wives, submit to your husbands, and husbands, submit to your wife so much that you that you show her love in the same way that God that right. Christ did on the cross and he was willing to give his life for her. Right. And, and that's it, what it's all about. And, and, and 532 says, this is a profound mystery, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect her husband. What I hear in that is love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. In other words, love your neighbor as yourself. Yep. <laughs> I mean, there's no difference here. I mean, it, this this is talking about honest, true love here, and that is a sacrificial love, one that's willing to die for each one for each other. No greater love as a man has that that he would die for you know his neighbor or whatever else. And same thing's true of his wife, and the same thing's true of the wife for the husband. And I mean, this is this is a sacrificial God we serve, and this is the sacrificial nature and understanding that God is desiring for everyone. Yeah. Um, if they claim to be a Christian. 
we should be known for our grace and our sacrifice and our love, not for you know the other things that we're known for. But I do want to throw it out really quick. I know way too many people that use this this one scripture as a reason to beat their wives, uh, as a reason to just completely dog every single every single person if they're female. Period. Not just if they're a wife. And, and that's ma- I have major issues with that, major, yeah. major issues with that, because they really are proof texting. They're only reading 22. They're not reading the rest of them. And, um, and so I just I want to I make sure we, that that's known, and that's on both of our behalves. I know that you agree with that, th- that, that that is not at all the case yeah. of what was going on here. And, and anyone who is doing that, if you're being hurt by your husband, seek help. I mean, get, I'm telling get out you right of the, now. I, if, if your husband has ever physically laid his hands on you in a way that is inappropriate, uh, you you should you should leave the house yeah, right and, now. And I think that there are some cases where verbal abuse yes. is just as verbal and emotional horribly abuse, effective yes. as 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 physical. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I just want to throw that. Yeah, and, and and we love you. <laughs> yes, we do, and and we pray for you. Oh, definitely. So, uh, folks, uh, thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of Generally Speaking about the Church. This has been a fun episode, yeah, man. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, man. We awesome. even had some. Did we just? Yeah, Joe Oldstein, man. Cool. We had a first disagreement, kind of. This is awesome. So we'll see if, if DG makes it back next week. Um, oh, you're going to get me like, I'll, I'll be knocking on the door and be locked. Go away, DG. We don't want you. DG didn't show up today. So I'm running the show solo. Today we'll be taking the first audio clip from Joel Olstein's sermon. That'd be so funny. Oh, man. Say, hey, we want to say thank you to a group of people out there, and they're called the GSPN.TV Plus members. And um, I, I want to just let you know that this is something that I do full-time as a, as a career. And if you happen to be listening to this podcast and you find it beneficial and blessing, would you just do me a huge favor? I'm not going to go into any long diatribe about what all this is. Just any time within the next couple of days, go to GSPN.TV slash plus. And read what the Plus membership is about. And if uh, if if you're able to, please consider becoming a Plus member. And uh, with that, DG, do you have anything else? I just want to say thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we we really appreciate you. Thanks Absolutely. so much. Take it easy. We'll have be great back week. next week. <laughs>